Well, hey everybody, I just started the stopwatch on the computer so we know exactly where we are. Welcome to the weekday. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And Hello. then we're so, so happy that you are here for episode seven of the weekday. We've done these seven. Seven this, of them. This is the seventh one. Wow. We haven't done seven of them. Oh, well, we kind of have. We They're, are into it. One of them. Seconds. Yeah, one of them we threw away too. So technically this is our eighth one. We did? Which one? Yeah. Well, it was just like kind of a promo that we didn't ever really show because we were just trying to make sure that the lighting in the background was okay. I was on that? Yeah, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I was, remember it. To be fair, that was like two months ago. And two months in COVID time is, I mean, it's a, what is it, dog years it is kind both, of thing? It yeah. is both two years yeah. and, and two, two weeks. Yeah, and yeah. two days. Yeah, okay. So everything is expanded and contracted. I know you're feeling the same thing. Thanks for joining us uh, here in episode seven. Like I said, uh, we have been discussing a variety of topics here on the weekday. Uh, a lot of what we've been kind of bringing you along with is just kind of um, kind of putting you in the studio with us and just allowing you to have conversations with Mike and I. And one of those yeah. one of those conversations actually started when we were talking uh, about the Lightning. Actually, uh, so as of this recording, the Tampa Bay Lightning successfully defeated the Boston Bruins in a death match of it. Well, it wasn't really a death match. I well, mean, it was it was a struggle. It was a four-one grudge match. Grudge match, yeah. Because cage match. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see anybody leaping from the top row. The icy oval. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. The squared oval. Yeah. <laughs> the squared. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So whenever the the announcer from the w, the WWE can show up right. and kind of just start hitting people with a chair, right. I'll be. I mean, it's pretty uh, close. Some of those, the fights and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, the, it was getting the a little, after whistle stuff, and yeah. it was getting a little chippy too. Right. Uh, halfway through the third period, it was still one one. Yeah. And then it became two two like real quick. Yeah, real quick. And then it got super chippy, and then overtime was. Fast and Furious, yeah. man. You know, we we didn't we didn't talk about this. We're before. not a sports podcast, by the way. So no. we didn't talk about this beforehand. But my young, my middle child, Luke, had a very tough time going to sleep last night, and so I had the game on. I had my computer on my lap, or whatever, watching it. Kristen was obviously not watching it with me. <laughs> That's her time to go watch whatever show she's watching. Right. Um, and Luke walked out at like nine or so. And I was like, oh, all right, man, come on, let's go. So I walk him into his bedroom, put him back down, and I come back out. It's 2-1, the Lightning just scores. I'm like, come on! <laughs> and then uh, he he walks back out again, and it's like 9.30 or whatever, 9.45. I'm like, are you still not asleep yet? And so I walk him back into bed, and I come back out, and Boston had just scored. Yep. Like, of all times, yep. of all times. Yep. It's like that at that point when you're glad that your heart kind of wasn't broken at that point, right. but you walk back in and it's that immediate, like, wait, how? How did I get here? When it's always, it's so funny because like, it's literally as I walk into the room, they score. Yeah. So like, I have no context for the TV where the TV is, or I can't hear it or anything. And as I'm walking back out, they drop the puck mm -hmm. at center ice. Like, what the heck? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I missed that entire like two minutes that they show the replay and all that kind of stuff. We have a rule Never in, fails. in our house where, uh, and it, I say a rule, it's kind of a loose rule. Uh, I'm not allowed to watch either Michigan football games oh. or Chelsea football club. So Chelsea soccer games live. I have to watch them <laughs> delayed just like 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, because, so that if something happens. Yeah. So that yeah. if something happens, I can just, I know, I kind of, it'll soften the blow a little bit. Mm. Uh, my oldest, uh, Austin is, he's 16. He actually wants to be a sports broadcaster growing up. Uh, which I, I I didn't know that. Yeah, like that's he he's been looking into the full sale. Dan I mean, he, he is a big stats guy. He likes he's, stats. Oh man, he's a yeah. yeah. He loves stats. He's a he's got a very engineering focused brain, but he wants to go into broadcasting. And so he 
for whatever reason, he leaves his uh, phone alerts on, his ESPN alerts. Oh, and so you see it. And so I can watch when his phone, if we're watching a game together, I can watch when uh, his, he picks up the phone and, and his face. His face. Yeah. He is not That's all you need to know. He's a 16 year old boy mm. who hasn't figured out how to control his emotions. <laughs> and so it's either oh. it's like this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. And for right. those of you listening, you didn't see me, but I was kind of like a little prairie dog popping out of a, uh, a hole there, like very happy <laughs> to see the, the world. Or it's like a pancake just being smushed into yeah. the couch. Poker uh, face. He doesn't play he poker has, right now. Yeah, he has yeah. no poker yeah. face. But hey, uh, it's funny. We're talking about the kids. This is I'm going to make another smooth segue that's right a, here. That's a sweet segue. You like this? Yeah. Uh, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we kind of introduced this topic to you that we wanted to to bring to you and and kind of see where you were at in this. And it, it was this idea of adulting. And adulting is this thing that I, I um, and, and I'll preface this by saying, I just turned 37 this last weekend. Yes, 37, 1983. Um, you know, it's funny. When this podcast comes out, that's when you'll be getting your birthday present from me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's on the two week. Mike likes to celebrate our birthdays well, for was, two, to, two weeks to two it's months. A, it's a, you'll see it next week, but it's a custom made, hopefully, ooh, Maybe in two weeks you'll see it. Okay, but it's a custom made thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think we should bring it on the podcast. Okay, so, yeah. I'm in. Uh, that's a that's a tease right there. Yeah. Way to go, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, he he didn't go to school for this, and yet he's <laughs> he's bringing the heat. Uh, but anyway, when I, I turned 37, and for whatever reason, um, I woke up on that morning. And it was a Sunday, and so we we had to be here. Not had to be, but it's our job. But we we're here, serving and doing the thing. And um, I woke up. And was doing my Bible, my quiet time, my sort of journaling. And I just, for whatever reason, I felt very old. Um, and 37 is not old by any stretch. Uh, Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, there were kings in the Bible that died when they were like 16. <laughs> so I guess I guess we're rolling. But I, I felt very old. And I remember journaling just this, like, I, I just feel like I have started to crest something and I don't I don't know what. Don't don't laugh at me. Uh, I just I feel like I've I've started to get a little bit older and and like I said we talked about this a couple of weeks ago this idea of adulting the things that we kind of wish we knew when we were growing up yeah. and the things that we knew you know Mike's talking about parenting and having to take his 3-year-old and put him back in bed and then <laughs> again and then again, again yeah and four or five times throughout yeah. the night and you know I wish we could kind of would have known those things but Mike actually brought up a good point today and um you know adulting is all about making these sort of tough choices in life and doing all these other things but we actually were raised a little bit differently than that. And I, and I feel like we were kind of prepared going into adulting, uh, going into that that whole um, parenting, marriage, you know, next stage in life after college, young adult, all those things. And so um, I kind of wanted to bring that to you, Mike, yeah. and just like, what are the things that you kind of learned going into this that you're glad you were prepared for? Sure. Well, and I think, too, you know, just before I go into that, like the idea for this is a lot of people, I, I think that it's a it's a fairly common question to say, like, what do you wish you would have known? Right. Um, and I mean, I, I think we could spend, you know, 14 podcasts on that, you yeah. know, what we wish, what we basically what we've learned. But there's also sort of like a negative connotation to that, like you were dumb mm. going into this. Yeah. And, you know, already like self-awareness is already like pretty humbling in general. Wisdom gaining is pretty humbling because you have to realize how much you don't know. Mm. But like I think it would be it's it's cool for us to talk about. And I'm, I'm sure you all, whoever's watching, whoever's listening, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe the, a bit more positive spin on that yeah. is what what are some things that like you're glad that you knew going into this So yeah. to, to sort of like help out with all the stuff that you didn't know. 
because there's a lot. And constantly. Yeah. I was literally just having a meeting with one of uh, the people on the worship staff team. I just said, man, I, I knew everything between like 18 to 22 yeah. in ministry, not so much in life, but definitely in ministry. Like I was a ministry expert. And then as I started to get into my 20s, my late 20s, and now it kind of where I was like, I don't know anything. Mm. Like I I know very little. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, um, so yeah, I think for you and me, and I mean, I'll, I'll just be, I guess I'll just speak for me. Like one of the things that I'm really glad that I knew going into being an adult, going into being a parent, um, was this idea of being present. Hmm. Um, I feel like something that was built into our DNA was wired into us from the very beginning was not just our parents, but our grandparents on both sides. And then even like cousins and everything, especially on like our dad's side, they show up and like, that is such a cool idea. And it seems so simple. And a lot of the, I feel like the profound things in life are all pretty simple. Hmm. And even our, our dad, you know, has said that like 85% of good parenting is just showing up. Just showing up. Like you literally, you just need to be there. <laughs> And shout um, out to Shep, who is actually going to be watching and listening to this. So yeah. thanks, Dad. That's, yeah, that's we're great. real grateful for that. But like, I mean, I, I can't I never had to look into the stands when I was in marching band or in hockey, even in college when I was in wind ensemble or something mm-hmm. or, you know, when I was leading worship in college or in high school or whatever. I never had to look out into the crowd mm-hmm. or whoever, wherever, you know, whoever I was performing to or playing with. I don't know. I never had to wonder if mom and dad were going to be there yeah. or not going to be there. Yeah. And like, it was, it was just, it was an expectation that they were going to be there. And why wouldn't they be, yeah. you know, it's like, why? We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why wouldn't you as a parent, especially like looking at my own kids, like why in the world would I not want to be yeah. at a practice even, you know, like it, yeah, sure. There's a ton of things that I could be doing, but I want to go to their practice. Like the, and we were talking about this yesterday, the time becomes compressed. And I know it's funny. We we're just talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, but like the second I had Caleb, the, my, my first son, the, the oldest that I have, the second I had him or, you know, Kristen, whatever he was born. Um, I understood on a deeper level, maybe even intuitively that time is going to go a lot faster mm-hmm. now. And it's not just me anymore. It's this kid. It's this baby, this other human being where I can literally see from day to day, something shift and change. Yeah. And that it's such a like mind, sh- uh, this, this paradigm shift, like, holy cow. Like, I don't want to miss a single thing. And then it really starts to put other things in perspective. So if I'm going to be present for the people in my life, it means I'm going to have to say no to a lot of other things. Yeah. And I didn't even understand that until like the band that I was in with Bellarive, like I had to get, I got to a point and I didn't even realize it. Like when Kristen was pregnant with Caleb, you know, a couple months leading up until when Caleb was born, like, why am I feeling so much tension? Why am I feeling so much like, um, you know, this, this weird, like, I guess this tension. Yeah. This, this fight in this internal struggle, because I, I realized like for me to spend time with this thing that I was doing, this career quote unquote, that I was starting to make meant that I was going to have to say no Hmm. to my kid and my family. And again, like we are wired, like we, we bet on family. We're all in on family. And I feel like even like God really honors the family unit, whatever that family unit looks like, but that committed love to a family unit. Um, and if you bet on that, you know, like it's rare 
that things are going to go bad for you. Yeah. Um, especially from like a parent to a kid. I mean, like, I'm so grateful that we had present parents in our life as an example for us moving forward with kids mm. to be like, yeah, that's that's what we need to be doing. Well, and it's um, so Mike has had the privilege of having his own children. I got married when I was I have kids, obviously, but um, I was 30 when I got married and those weren't my babies. They're kids from my wife's first marriage. Um and all three of those kids, I treat as if they were my own kids, my totally. own flesh and blood. They, I, I'm, I, I want, I am their father figure in the yeah. household. Like I, you know, all that stuff. Like those are my kids. I just look at them as my kids and uh, sacrifice for them and all that. But I went from being 30 and single to 30 and married with three kids. <laughs> uh, just add water. The oldest one was nine. The youngest one was literally in a day. Yeah, literally. Like <laughs> she put the ring on my finger, yeah, and huh. I looked down. And I was like, oh, those. Okay, those, those are, are my, my kids. kids. Yeah. yeah, like we went on a honeymoon for a week and <laughs> yeah. came back, and then there we did. Uh, but the the so so Mike has the has the blessing of being able to hold the baby, and I and this is, I'm gonna be perfectly one thousand percent honest. I still have that tension sometimes, yeah. a lot of times. Sure. Um, even as recently as like this past couple of weeks, yeah. where um, not my own selfishness, but like, especially here, like the job starts yeah. to take over and then right. responsibilities. And, you know, even on my birthday, I was, I had an hour long pastoral care call that yeah. I was just outside walking around in the rain on a call. And and I don't, I wouldn't trade that for the world, Yeah. but also, uh, there's that, there's that tension that I have with, um, how do I be present with my kids, but also be present in my job, but also mm-hmm. be present for my wife and yada, yada, yeah. yada. And yet Every 99,000 times out of 100,000 times, the kids and the wife win out. And yeah. it's the, that other little smidgen of time that they don't win out that I feel super guilty. Oh, yeah. Super bad. Totally. All those other things. And so I, again, Shep, thank you. And, you know, our mom is dancing with Jesus right now um, because of how good of a parent she was, obviously. But the, the, we are so thankful for that. Yeah. We're so thankful. And we're also so thankful for the fact that that we knew how to talk to each other. And yeah, we can yell at each other a little bit, but not yell, but well, maybe a little bit. A little bit. Uh, but we can talk to each other, but also we know how to talk to other people around us yeah. in love and grace. And we know how to kind of uh, make people feel welcome yeah. by and large. And we know how to kind of do these things because our parents did that as well. Uh, we never really had groups and groups and groups of people over. Not yeah. that I remember. Uh, we never really had huge family structures, but the, the, or huge family gatherings, but the people that did come over, like you were family, man. Yeah. Like that's a, it's a big fat Greek wedding type of family, right. you know? Um, so I'm, I'm super, super thankful for that. So uh, what else, what else are you thankful for? Hmm. I, I'll bring up one real quick that I, I, uh, I learned later on in life and for my mom, I'm super thankful that I learned how to make a budget. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I I didn't need. Well, you had different. I had. Yeah. I was. <laughs> we talked about the two. Yes, I fell into some things, uh, some illicit substances, and also some credit card things that were super great to just when you're 17 or 18 on a college campus, and they say, "Hey, you can get a free pizza and $500 on this card." Oh yeah. Let and me sign up for this. I, yeah, this is great. I just signed the thing. I got the pizza. Guys, I got a free pizza. And I got a credit card. And then I just went and bought a Dreamcast, <laughs> uh, an old Dreamcast with like 20 games. I bought a PlayStation with like 20 games. Yeah. And then the first bill hit and it was like $300 out of that 500. And I went, Ooh. what am I supposed to do? Okay. Minimum payments, 15 bucks. And it just stacked. And then I got another credit card. And so anyway, I had, I got into worlds of debt, uh, <laughs> 
because I guess I didn't know how to budget. I was going to say, so something you wish you would have learned was how to budget, how to use a credit card. But something you are grateful you did learn was that I learned how to budget. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So thanks, mom. I I appreciate you sitting there and not yelling at me and kind of and dad, too, for bailing me out. Uh, They they super helped there for a couple of months. Um, I'm trying to think something. I mean, I feel like. We learned work ethic. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. I think that there's there's an element to working hard, and uh, oh no, I got one. Here you go, Shoot. I got it. I'm here. Uh, for it. So this is this is really is this just a therapy session on like our parents, but like a good therapy session? Probably. Do we have to pay for this? That'll be in, maybe in, maybe in some way. Two hundred dollars for an I'll hour. I'll pay you two hundred. You pay me two hundred. Done. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll Apple pay. You. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it right back. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Man, Jenna, if she Jenna's looked at that bank account, like, wait, what is going on here? <laughs> Why is there two hundred dollars going back and forth here? I learned how to budget, but I also don't do the budget right now. So. <laughs> Smart. Um, so, oh, what I was gonna say—I I feel like our mom, she was like, an, and our dad too is an incredible musician. Yeah, that's not what he does for a living or whatever. Um, but like our mom, and also our mom, who also didn't do music for a living, I feel like they taught us that you know that might not be the best way to live a life. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's very hard. Uh, um, I lost Andy. Oh, um, man. But no, but, but what I was going to say was she's like, she was a world-class pianist. And like, really, I we were so lucky yeah. to grow up with a woman who could hold her own with anybody. Yeah. Like, legit. Any, I mean, some of the stuff that I know that we heard growing up on the piano, her play, is just insane. Yeah. Like, to me, still, like, the most insane thing to me is that for a fifth grade recital, she played and memorized George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, yep. which, if you know music at all, like, that's a very popular piece of music and very famous, but, like, not something you would want, you would normally see, like, a 10 or 11-year-old play. <laughs> True. Uh, and that was who she was. So, um, but, like, and it sounds so stupid, but you know, the whole with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing. I think with her, with great talent. She was Spider-Man. Well, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> Side note. Yeah. Um, no, but with her, with great talent comes great humility. Mm. And I mm. think that like we learned very much how to stay humble. Yeah. And she was almost aggressively humble to the point that like she would really just dunk on other people who thought that they were like all that in the bag of chips kind mm. of thing. Um and in doing so, <laughs> in, in, in letting us know how much she thought that was wrong, um, really taught us that, like, we have to hold, if we're good at something, whatever, that means we've worked hard at it to get good at something, but, like, also hold it very open-handedly, um, take the good with the bad, mm. everything with the grain of salt. Um, I am not a better person because I can do something better than somebody else. Right. It doesn't mean anything. If I'm still like a pretty crappy person off the stage, um, as I am on the stage or whatever, you know, in on a basketball court or off it, like who you are is not defined by how good at something or you what are. You do, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that like that was that was a good lesson for us to learn um, that we didn't have to learn the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> No. Ton of things we've had to learn the hard way for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I know, you know, everyone listening, whatever, I, I know that you all have had those too. But oh, man, um, I, the, the, one of the overriding things that I carried into my parenting relationship with my kids is uh, I remember our, so Austin was nine when we got married. He was 10, 10. Uh, and I was, he was playing flag football, organized flag football, and he scored. Uh, and he did like a Deion Sanders. <laughs> 
Well, who would have been at the time? Oh, we were living in Atlanta, so he did the Dirty Bird, or he started to do the Dirty Bird, and then he dropped the ball. I can, yeah, I can. I would love to see that on video. Oh, it was hilarious. I mean, little gangly 10-year-old, like, bowl cut. Teeth growing in. Yeah, yeah, and he thought he was ever, he made, like, an interception that game, and he got, he got into the car, and I was fuming, and I didn't say anything halfway for like half the ride and Jenna and he was like man that was I was I played such a great game I did so great and yeah. all these other things and the other two kids were in the car and so was Jenna in the car and I looked back in the the rearview thing and I said bud and this, I was channeling Marion Mage my mom at the time and I said bud I don't need you to tell me how good you were I just need you to show me and I saw him go <gasps> like <laughs> and I and I, I did it very calmly yeah. just very like my dad just very calm didn't yell didn't anything like that but we had a talk when we got home and I said bud that was probably the worst thing that you could have done was rub that in those other kids faces mm-hmm. they're just out there trying to have a good time you're out there having a good time I didn't see you winning the Super Bowl with that thing right no <laughs> don't show or don't tell me how good you are show me so but the Super Bowl is the limit so if he does win the Super Bowl Dance Doing all you that. want, bro. Yeah, he can dance. Dance all you want. Dance like no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. except there's billions of people watching <laughs> at that point. Hey, we're going to start to wrap this up right here. Uh, we do want to hear from you, obviously. Um, we want to hear, actually, the things that you kind of took into your adulting, parenting life, wherever you are in this journey of life. That was my Robert Frost moment. Uh, wherever you are in this journey moment, comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below or shoot us an email or hit us up on our socials. All that uh, info is in the show notes of this wherever you're on either on spotify or apple music or on stitcher hey thank you so much for joining us here on episode seven we love you and we're looking forward to getting to take a little more of this journey with you see ya hey thanks for tuning in to bay hope tv be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out and be sure to subscribe for more bay hope tv content as always thanks for watching